you can use the genius of your heart, that's really the only true genius there is, to create conditions for healing, for healing yourself, for healing the collective. I'm Danielle Laporte, and this is With Love, Danielle. Hello, my loves. I got asked the most beautiful question about trauma from my friend Sarah. And it goes like this. What are your most effective or delicious ways to transmute trauma into good? You know, so Sarah, without an H, asked this question. She happens to be a really good friend of mine and has scooped me up off the pavement a couple times. And I don't worry about Sarah because I know Sarah is as strong and radiant as they come. But just the nature of the question, a delicious way to transmute into good. First of all, you have to believe that there is some good that can come out of the traumatic event. And that can take lifetimes to peel back all the heaviness and get to that kind of radiant perspective. You will have to consider that there is meaning in everything, that everything can be an opportunity for healing, even the darkest, even the most challenging. So there's light in the weight of this question. Here's my actual answer, though. I think, first of all, you have to feel, and by feel, I mean embody compassion. So let me break down what I mean by embody. To embody a virtue like compassion is you're going to have compassionate thoughts, compassionate speech. You're going to take compassionate action versus mm, just like kind of having this emotion that's soft. Uh, I mean, soft, gentle emotions are a beautiful thing. They help us think higher vibration thoughts. But we want to do more than just think compassionately. We want to be it and we want to spread that compassion all over ourselves and all over the ones who did us the perceived damage, uh, the perpetrators, the ones who weren't as evolved as we wanted them to be at the time, anybody who disappointed us or played a role in our trauma at all. So it's compassion for you, it's compassion for them. What is compassion? Compassion is mercy combined with oneness awareness. How I define mercy is it's you wishing a break for someone. So it's like, imagine that you commit a crime and you get sent to jail for 20 years. You having mercy is somebody else commits the same crime and you hope for them that um, they are pardoned or have a significantly less sentence. Like, may the hardship be easier on you than it has ever been for anybody. I think that's mercy. It's a big, cosmic, I hope life gives you a break. And then oneness awareness. The reason I like to use that term instead of one, you know, knowing that we're one is I think when we, I assume, because I haven't hit that degree of enlightenment yet, I don't know that I've hit any degrees of enlightenment, but I assume that 
when you can exist in that place of knowing that there's no division, that all sentiency is unified, then you can say, I know that we are one. If you become the Buddhist hot dog joke, you know, like, what did the Buddhist say to the hot dog stand guy? Make me one with everything. (laughs) That's a Buddhist dad joke (laughs) delivered by yours truly today. So, compassion. Mercy. I'm wishing you a big divine break. One of the reasons being that I am aware that we are one. All right, so how do we deal with trauma? We feel profound compassion for ourselves. It's not the lecture that we attracted it. While I do believe we manifest everything, even when we're creating the most heinous, challenging things in our lives, The response from love is to meet it with total compassion. We are absolutely wishing this did not happen. We are absolutely intending for complete healing and balance to be restored. All gentleness, all sensitivity, all mercy. And once you extend that to yourself, and it may have to be repetitive and unceasing over years for the impact of the trauma to dissolve, can you, and you probably can, extend that same compassion to the person who did you wrong? If you are in a situation where you are currently not able to extend compassion in the direction of the person who caused you harm, that's okay. You have compassion for yourself that you're just not there yet. And you can ask your unseen support system, the God of your understanding, to help you soften, to help you just consider, conceive of what it would be like to have compassion for the other. One thing that's often helped me, and this leads me to my second point about dealing with trauma, is to consider the karma involved with anybody who is dealing the blow or being a perpetrator or causing abuse to anybody else. You know, there's what we experience as the victim, but can you consider what they are going to experience in terms of karmic retribution for their ill doings? can be pretty heavy duty in some cases. May their soul have mercy on their souls for what they have to balance out and rectify. But back to the point of my second point here, which is don't worry about their karma. I mean, you can consider it as a means to feeling more compassionate. But if we get into that energy of you got to pay for this, how are you going to make this up? What are you going to serve? How are you going to balance the scales? Do you know that you did wrong? What are you going to do for forgiveness? What's the conversation that you're going to have between you and your God? It's just like, forget it. Their soul is going to take care of them in this lifetime or the next or some other dimension. You do not need to carry the weight that is required for the scales of justice on any level to be balanced. You just look after healing you and your relationship with the situation. My loves, can I press pause right now since we're having this beautiful conversation? Two things. 
If you head to daniellelaporte.com slash how to be loving, you'll figure out how to get a ticket for my free event that I'm having on October 11th, which is the official shipping date for how to be loving. If you pre-order, a bunch of beautiful things happen. One, I'm going to send you a voice memo, a little sonic love every Sunday for a year, just Sunday mornings, two minutes of some goodness. And the second awesome thing, there's actually three awesome things. The second awesome thing is you get your ticket for my Open Your Heart, Uncondition Your Mind online event. Okay, the other great thing about pre-ordering books, and by the way, I highly encourage you to order from your favorite online independent bookstore, or go into a bookstore and pre-order it if that's a thing that your local people do. Reason why? Because we want to spread the prosperity around and the huge global retailers, do they really need more of what we got? I mean, I'm happy to be circulating my love through all channels, but I got to put my heart into plugging the indies. Okay. So daniellelaporte.com slash how to be loving, and you'll see some really easy one, two, three steps on how to support love on all levels. And I'm deeply appreciative. Thank you. And thank you for being here today. Next point. Can you feel gratitude for all of the resilience and radiance that the trauma helped you develop? It's a really important distinction to make here. You're not doing the spiritual bypass where you're saying, I'm so grateful for that traumatizing situation. You are not grateful for the traumatizing situation. You get really specific about it. What you were grateful for is all of the new friends that you discovered that you have. What you are grateful for is the clarity of mind that you got for all of the resources that grew and got nurtured as a result of what happened. You are grateful for your expanded awareness of who you truly are. Strong compassionate, resilient. You are grateful for the radiance that was the result of the challenging situation because most challenging situations help us peel back the layers, the falsities, the perceptions of weakness, the ego masks that we wear in life, and we get down to the light of who we really are. Post-trauma, After the healing, you glow for real from the inside out. There's a lot to be grateful for. You move into deep appreciation for the fact that you have become a healer. And there's all sorts of spinoffs of thankfulness to have from that. You're going to go on and help other people heal. We are all previously wounded, now healers. It's a bonus. My next point, if at all possible, could you do an audit of your responsibility in the traumatizing situation? This isn't always appropriate. This is not always possible. Lots of us had plenty of wounding experiences from our families and communities of origin when we are younger, 
So we don't say, I was six years old and I put myself in harm's way. Mm -mm, None of that. We just go for straight compassion, gentleness. We mother our own wounds. But if you're a thinking adult, if you've been around the self-help block a few times, can you look at maybe why you put yourself in harm's way? It's not lessening the responsibility of everybody else involved. But was there a pattern that had you make the choice to be there, to perpetuate the relationship, to create that situation? If you can do some taking of radical responsibility, definitely healing. Speaking of radical, would it be at all possible for us to move into forgiveness around our trauma? It could be, depending on your circumstances, it could be as simple as everybody was doing the best at that time with what they had to work with. Could be that. Could be the perspective that we will all have multiple roles to play in this particular lifetime. We may be the victim. We may be the abuser. We may be born with different gifts, talents, and privileges. Can you forgive someone for the gifts, talents, and privileges that they were or were not born with. You could go even more meta with this perspective and look through the lens that we are going to live in multiple dimensions, multiple lifetimes. We will all most definitely play every kind of human storyline possible until we get the fullness of the human experience. You will be the victim and you will be the victimizer. You will be the gifted and you will be the thief. You will be poor. You will be rich. You will be abandoned and you will be found. You will be the giver and you will be the taker. And given that possibility, can you move into a more spacious, lighter holding of what has gone down? Again, It's just an invitation to consider the possibility. And if I can just nudge a little bit, based on my experience of forgiveness, what I used to think was impossible and that I was never going to overcome it and get to a soft, gentle place with it, it was totally surmountable. And my acts of forgiveness and actually asking for forgiveness from other people have been really like the most punctuated spiritual experiences of my life. Forgiving and being forgiven is the ultimate high. And it's more possible than we tend to think when we are still in pain. The heart is forgiving. Let the love out and it uplifts your entire life. Heals your nervous system. Forgiveness puts everything into divine order. It's a shift in perception that leads to a miracle of love. And another layer in terms of transmuting healing into good, can you feel the sweetness and the empowerment of declaring to yourself and the world that this will never happen again? You will never go backwards. You will never let yourself down. You will never be unprotected. You are opening yourself up to your capacities as a healer, 
as a seer, as a parent of yourself, as the God of your life, and you now are only moving ever forward. How amazing and healing is that? Thank you so much for listening, for feeling, for spreading the word with love.